grass, ganja, joint, doobie, do, chronic, ace, lobo, loco, love boat, bud, buddha, blunt, pot, pat, pin, chiba, chiba, 420, hashish, or hash for short. It's all marijuana. This is Marijuana Media. Come in. Brought to you by The Hemp Store at 253K Road or shop online at hempstore.co.nz. Do it, baby. Chris Fowley from The Hemp Store stranded out in the out in the ranges um, between two landslides. <laughs> Kia ora, Joy. Actually, it's a bit like camping, to be honest. Uh, yeah. No, we haven't got it too bad, to be honest. A bit of enforced solitude, gosh, compared to what everyone else is going through. And, uh, you know, our hearts are really with everyone that, that's, uh, boy, especially out of Piha, Karikari, Anapoda, Tianga, you know, the, the West Coast has, uh, you know, really gone through a lot. And, uh you know, like 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 you see it, or like you, you know, in times of, of need and trouble like this, everyone banding together. So uh, yeah, it's been great to see as well. But uh, boy, yeah, been a rough couple of weeks. I got to tell you, um. got to tell you, we're currently we're powered by generators at the moment. So we're coming to you courtesy of petrol power. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just charging the the very essentials, telephone, yeah. and. I mean, probably not much else. No internet, really, or anything like that. Is that the case? Mate, we, we, we're keeping marijuana media on the air. Uh, we're doing the best we can. So, <laughs> and hey, I, I wanted to open with some good news. Uh, and that is, uh, in, the, in the Pacific, one of our nearest neighbours uh, is going to have a bit of cannabis law, or has, in fact, had some, and it's about to get going, and that's Vanuatu is going to allow uh, medical cannabis and hemp and uh, which is pretty big, you know, for, for any kind of Pacific Island nation from where they're kind of coming from, from mm-hmm. where they're sort of starting point. Yes. Uh, comes with some big conditions, though. Uh, export only. Uh, no one there is going to get to have any. Um, they're they're going to get to work in the sector, but they're also not going to get to own it. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a weird system. They're inviting uh, foreign companies with experience in the sector uh, to, to stump up $10 million, I think it was. It was some ridiculous uh, bloody fee. And and then this huge annual fee uh, on top of that, and uh, and it will transition to being locally owned once it's kind of up and running and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's kind of a strange system. But um, anyway, it, it, it's more cannabis law reform in the Pacific, kind of adding to what we talked about a few weeks ago with uh, French Polynesia. Uh, happening in the Cook Islands, of course, passed their referendum, and they're going to uh, might even look at decriminalisation. So, uh, I think it's great news, you know, as as a, as a step anyway. Chris, just I'm just thinking about Vanuatu being up, you know, near the it's closer to the equator than Aotearoa. Do, do conditions are conditions for growing cannabis better around the equator? Oh. Yeah, in, in kind of different ways. Uh, all parts of the world, you want to have your, you know, different strains go best in different areas. And, uh, you know, growing indoor, you can kind of uh, replicate things and pick and choose in that. But outdoor, you know, it will respond or not to the, the various changes of daylight hours and things that you mm. have. Uh, that part of the world, you can generally do uh, two crops a year as well. But certainly in my uh, investigations in Vanuatu, there was plenty of weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also uh, heard lots of reggae. 
and uh, lots of all-black flags. It was uh, that was my main recollection of Island Park. Apart from the sun on the beaches, there was, there was weed, reggae, and all-black flags. Mm-hmm. So um, it would seem to me, if they're looking for partners to come on in, then certainly someone who's ethically minded and has the resources to help them get an industry up and running. And uh, you know, it sounds like a great thing to do. I would have thought. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, good stuff, eh? Hey Chris, just one oh. more, qu- just one more question on. Um, I suppose, in particular, outdoor cannabis from different parts or regions of the world. Is there any particular country that grows a very unique strain of cannabis outdoors? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, lots of them. All those original ones you hear about from, from Jamaica through to Thailand and Nepal and, you know, South Africa and mm-hmm. everywhere that isn't uh, Europe and North America, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and even here, you know, it's a bit of a murky past, but they say uh, it probably came uh, Hawaiian uh, seeds in the 70s and some surfboards, maybe, is where the leading theory, uh, mm-hmm. mixed with all the seeds that came out of the Buddhist sticks out of Thailand. Yes. You know, and, uh, yeah, so, but before that, it could have been the American GIs, I and mean, then, of course, you've got the, the medicinal use before that, so uh, remnants yeah. of that, but going back to, to uh, mother or birth, Suzanne or birth, seem to be a saint. Hey, Chris. Cannabis. Chris, we've just had a question come through, which I feel like I should probably put to you right now. I have a question for Chris. I work for a large multinational company that has very strict drug testing policies in place. I'm currently transferring p- positions, which requires a piss test. I have a, a current cannabis prescription to treat insomnia, and I will fail the test. Their position is zero tolerance, using the excuse that there is no reliable way to test for impairment. Are you aware of any other cases like this that have been challenged? Uh, yes, there are. And, and certainly they can't opt out uh, of their responsibilities to have a fair test just by saying that they can't find a reliable one. Therefore, they'll do something that's unreliable. I mean, a urine test by definition is unreliable because it will only pick up things like going back weeks or months. And in fact, the metabolite they look for isn't THC. So if you're high at the time, it won't even show it. Uh, you know, it's ridiculous. So, um, you know, and they can't just opt out of all their other legal responsibilities and things by going, oh, well, we, we can't think of a better way. Uh, you know, when in actual fact, you are allowed to do saliva testing. It's approved under the New Zealand and Australia standards. So they can go back to them and say, well, well, A, you could just, you could say, this is medical. I have a prescription. You've got to find another way and just find another way, you know. Uh, or uh, opt for a saliva test. Typically, they detect use going back up to a day. Uh, so, you know, if there isn't the need to medicate on a certain day, and that person therefore wouldn't trigger it that day. Uh, so, um, you know, that that's potentially a way that they, they could do it. Okay. There you go, Texter. But it, it does raise these issues, though, that employers will need to actually look at that and can't just kind of go, oh, too bad, you, you don't have a job or you're fired. I mm-hmm. mean, if you have a medical prescription, you know, then they have to manage it. And if it's legal, they have to manage it and not just go none at all, uh, but actually be, uh, you know, based on uh, risks, but also a, a culture of safety and, and not just relying on, uh, you know, seizing and analysing people's bodily fluids as some sort of deterrent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice one, Chris. Now, right on. Now, right, get what, that out of my system. What else is in the news? Right, uh, a little bit of local news as well. well not so much local, but it's reported locally. Uh, this is on Stuff This Week, which is Amsterdam. To be, uh, sticking to international departments, okay? Uh, 
Amsterdam is uh, banning cannabis, uh, so says the headlines. But no, it's just in the red light district, and it's kind of, but not really. Uh, so um, it, it's really one of these announcements. It's really just aimed at the tourists. You know, they're kind of getting overrun. And how I was there last year, and there were crap loads of people there. Mm-hmm. And uh, these tour buses just kind of drop them off in the red light zone, and people just go around taking pictures on it. And uh, weed and naked ladies. And, uh, you know, it's all a bit seedy. So um, I, I think they're just sort of, you know, they make these announcements to, um, you know, tone it down a bit. But, yeah. uh, but probably nothing much will change. But certainly, uh, well, something might change. They're looking at doing a fine if you consume cannabis in public uh, between certain hours, uh, 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. from Thursday to Sunday. There you go. Just inside the red light district, which is only two blocks. Mm-hmm. And uh, otherwise, um, you can be inside or you can be not in the red light or you can be outside those um, hours. Yeah. Okay. okay. So there you go. I uh, just wanted to mention that. But uh, on the good news, back to New Zealand, uh, MedSafe. Now, this is CBD, back to CBD department and MedSafe. Uh, we've talked about this a few times over the last few months because they were trying bless them, MedSafe were trying to get CBD made over the counter in a pharmacy instead of needing a prescription and this would harmonise us with Australia. There's a few little strings attached and, and not every CBD product will get there but um, you know, it, it will open, you know, it will definitely open things up from where it is. This committee knocked them back. Their own uh, medicines review committee that they'd sent it to with a bit of a, hey, you know, you need to give us the recommendation we want, come on, and they didn't. And um, Hemp Store is one of the few, uh, literally a handful of submissions, five, it was ridiculous, but anyway, uh, five submissions saying, come on, what's going on? And uh, MedSafe have now sent it back to them again. And, uh, you know, so um, this has just happened this week. So uh, I think in official kind of uh, bureaucratic circles, if if your overlords have sent, you know, basically rejected your recommendation and said, think again, uh, then uh, I think they will think again. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we can expect to see some progress there, and CBD in one form or, an, or another will become uh, available at the pharmacy, just like it is all over Europe, and they we just walk in and buy it. Nice one. Nice. Mm. Okay. Uh, anything else? Right. Anything else, Chris? One, one last story. This is on Horse Talk, uh, one of my favourite websites, Horse Talk, Co. And, uh, uh, and, and CBD, speaking of which use in the successful treatment of crib biting and wind sucking and uh these are apparently horse behaviors which are not good um and or stereotypical of something and anyway so they gave this uh horse uh this is the first actual report in the literature of the uh, successful therapeutic use of phytocannabinoids in an equine behavioural disorder. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they gave this uh, horse some CBD, and straight away, within an hour, it uh, had an increased appetite uh, uh, and increased food searching behaviour, and it improved over the next couple of weeks. uh, And after a month, its body condition had improved, its coat, it wasn't presenting any of those bad behaviours anymore in the paddock. And then it was shot. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, no, it was euthanized because it broke its leg. Apparently it had nothing to do with it. So, unhappy ending for that horse. But, yes. off in the way, isn't it? Uh, but, but uh, it, on the way to being shot, it, um, it, it proved something about CBD. So, okay. there you go. Take from that what you will. Uh, <laughs> it chilled the yeah. horse out. 
Uh, <laughs> What's that? On yeah. the way to being shot. Uh, yeah, right on. Uh, whew, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and that's about it for me. And uh, but just briefly from the hemp store, I guess uh, you know, Kia Car, everyone. If you need a vape to chill out, we've just had a couple of shipments come in for your dry herbs. It's a great way to uh, relax. I certainly find with your mm-hmm. medicinal cannabis. Put yes. some put some buds in your vapes. And uh, so we've got a bit of that. And a whole bunch of raw baits. So I've got my raw socks on. They're great. Raw hemp socks. They're a little bit warm, to be honest, right now, but I thought I'd put them on. And um, there you go. You two can have some raw socks or a raw ashtray. If you know what I'm talking about, you'll know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do these limited runs of merchandise, and we've managed to get a few in. So there you go. Get them yeah, while you can. Excellent. Plenty of reasons to visit the hemp store up on K Road, people out there. Uh, now, Chris Fowley, I hope everything sort of, oh, I don't know, returns to somewhat normal for you up in the ranges over the next couple of days and or, and or weeks. Yeah, oh no, we're all good. It'd be nice to have the power back on, but you know, there's a lot of people in need and, and more in need than, than us. So, uh, you know, we'll just we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, yeah, we're all good. But uh, yeah, as I say, uh, stay strong out there, everyone. And um Get your medical prescription if you've got a bit, a bit of anxiety or, or you need a bit, a bit to relax. Uh, get your prescription from your doctor or from your local cannabis clinic, and uh, it's all legal now. You can have your buds even sent out on the courier, uh, delivered with your countdown. And uh, next day overnight, I think they do. So uh, why wouldn't you? Excellent. All right. Hey, Chris Fowley from the Hemp Store, thank you very much. We will uh, look forward to speaking with you next Thursday. All right. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Do it then. That was Marijuana Media. Thanks to the Hemp Store. Visit them at 253K Road or shop online at hempstore.co.nz.